welcome to my Unknown Adventure podcast. I am your host, Kimberly Ann, also known as K.A., and this is episode two of season two, but in podcast terms, this is episode number 49. Season two is going to focus on living as a full-time on me living as a full-time traveler or a digital nomad. I am currently living in a van. So season two is going to be about me and van life and answering a bunch of questions that people have about van life, but also being a digital nomad. And season three, if I get enough viewers, will be uh, my move to Portugal and living as a digital nomad in Europe. So I'd like to answer all of the questions that I've been asked and also do a check-in with each episode, telling you where I am in the country. I'm currently traveling through the United States and telling you guys what I've seen. So if you haven't gotten a chance to look through episode or season one of the podcast, I have a bunch of interviews with full-time digital nomads, entrepreneurs, and people who are living their dreams. And it's pretty cool. There's a lot of really amazing episodes. So check those out if you like. I'm going to try to keep each episode between 20 to 30 minutes, but I am a talker, so it will be a challenge. This episode is going to focus on community and my update. So first, my update is that I have traveled through 10 states in four and a half weeks, and it's been amazing. I am currently in Asheville, North Carolina, and I've walked around this amazing town a little bit, and I can say with great enthusiasm that I love it. For anyone who's been to San Francisco, which is where I've lived for the past 30 years, I can draw the correlation that Asheville feels and looks like Soma, south of Market, in the 90s, plus the hate Ashbury. There's a lot of brick, there's kitschy stores like crystals and astrology, plus tons and tons of coffee shops. And Asheville is known for their beer. They have a lot of IPAs. I'm sober, so I can't speak to that. But it's here. And while walking around this uh, small city yesterday, I did end up at a rather large protest supporting the Ukraine, which was amazing. And I really, really feel like this city speaks to my own personal values. Sadly, unlike Charleston, which <laughs> was uh, also didn't didn't speak to my values and was also not a dog town. And Asheville is a dog town, which is so cool. I stopped at a restaurant yesterday. The dog was allowed inside. They had a separate dog only menu for the dog, which was freaking adorable. And the couple sitting next to me did order from that menu and got served in a dog bowl. Their dog did, not them. And my dog was let inside the restaurant when I went to the bathroom and everybody wanted to pet the dog and talk to me about the dog. And it was just really cool. In Charleston, my dog wasn't even allowed in the outdoor market, the big famous Charleston, like half indoor, half outdoor market, no dogs allowed. So I didn't go in, which is really interesting because then they're losing a lot of customers, but I'm sure they have their reasons. So yes, uh, that is one huge plus uh, among many about Asheville. It's a mountain town, lots of outdoor activities like hiking and biking. And right now it's really, really cold. And inside the van, well, right now my, my temperature gauge is not working very well, but earlier today, yeah, it's not working. I've changed the batteries. But earlier today, it said it was 40 
three degrees inside the van. So I have rented an Airbnb and this is the first time in my six months of traveling that I've done that. And I've rented it for four nights so that I stay out of the cold, obviously. And Jake, who is right here behind me right now or behind the computer, uh, is in the van. And when he's not in the van, he is now crying to be back in the van, which is really interesting. And I miss the van as well. It's obviously too cold. I've got my buddy heater back here and it's on. And that's the only way that I'm able to be in the van right now recording. So yes, it's easier to live in the van. And I do, I do miss the van, which is good. It's good to know. And it's good to have the time away from it so that I appreciate it more. So this episode is going to focus on community while on the road. Now, the first thing that I want to talk about is that when I got into the van, I immediately went to a van gathering, Descend on Bend in Bend, Oregon. And the reason that I did that was I had expected, hoped, um, (laughs) had the expectation that that's where I would find my community. And I did not. I did meet an amazing person and her and I have traveled together since. And I did kind of follow her to Tucson. But I did not meet one full-timer at... Uh, descend on bend. I talked to probably about, I don't know, maybe 30 people. I actually stopped people and and tried to talk to everyone I could, I could find that would stop and talk to me. Not one person was a full-timer. I'm sure there were full-timers there. I did not meet any of them. And it just wasn't as, um, it wasn't what I expected. So I don't want to bash Descend on Bend because I know a lot of people, including Heather, love Descend on Bend. And I'm sure it does fulfill uh, whatever their needs are, but it did not fulfill my needs. So also I am a long time, well, I don't go to Burning Man anymore, but I am a long time Burning Man person. I don't really like the term burner, but I started going in 96 and 1996 and I went for seven years and I was a ranger. And anyway, I I've done a lot at Burning Man and Descend on Bend, in my opinion, was like Burning Man, but without the art and the costumes, which are my favorite things about Burning Man. So anyway, I didn't meet any full-timers. I didn't meet a community. I didn't meet friends other than Heather and, and her, two of her friends, Courtney and Dave, which are amazing as well, but not full-timers. Not that there's anything wrong with that. So I left Descend on Bend a little disappointed and I left early because the smoke from the fires came in and I could no longer breathe and it was too cold for me at night and I literally had been on the road for like three days. So after that, I visited my cousin. I went to some campsites. I went uh, up and down the Oregon coast, which was amazing. And my mistakes there were that whenever I saw a person in a van, even at a campsite, I would get really excited and I would like walk up to them with like really big eyes and maybe a weird expression on my face. And I would be like, hi. And they would, and this happened over and over again. They would not say hi to me. They would jump back in their van and ignore me. And at first I decided that all van people were mean (laughs) and that's not the case. Um, What I've realized, and it's taken me a long time to understand this, it took me several months, was that these are people that are doing their own thing. They've got their own community. This is their home. I was invading their privacy and they were not in the mood to talk at the moment, or maybe they're an introvert 
or maybe they're in the middle of their work day and they went out to walk their dog for five minutes or whatever the reason was, they were not in the mood at that moment to engage. And it, but, but I didn't get that at the time. I thought that all people that lived in vans would be really welcoming to other vanners. And I had that expectation and I was sorely disappointed. So I stopped reaching out and I got, I got really lonely and depressed. And it's interesting for me to look back and, and even know that, that that happened to me because I am a person who's lived alone for, I don't know, a long time, <laughs> many, many years. And I didn't think that I would ever get lonely in van life. And since that occurrence. And since I've figured out what to do, I haven't been lonely, but my first two to three months, I was really lonely on the road. And part of the reason was that I didn't have any cell reception and I didn't have any Wi-Fi. And that's another uh, episode is what I did to fix that. But at, at that point, I didn't have any way to communicate with friends and I didn't, yeah, it was, it was really, really uh, isolating. And so I didn't know what to do. I really hated van life for a long time. I hated van life for about six months, but, um, it was, it was, it was a challenge. And I did have a friend, another podcaster, Van Lifer Holly, who kept saying that I would find my community in Arizona. And I did follow my friend Heather to Arizona, to Tucson, and I did find a community there. And it wasn't that, it, it wasn't the way, I, it didn't happen the way I expected it. It happened in, in a really organic way. So I did meet somebody at a Planet Fitness and we really connected and she's amazing. And she also lives in, at that point, at that time, she lived in her minivan and we just had a lot in common. And it was the first time that I really met somebody that was doing what I'm doing and connected with them. I met quite a few people at Planet at the Planet Fitness parking lot that were living in their vans. And it was really, it was a really special time. We would hang out, we would talk. I, one guy was passing through, but we hung out and went, you know, went to the mall together or whatever. And I really felt like a, a connection, like part of a community. I met another woman through a friend and that's a long story I won't go into, but her and I are still friends and we went, would go hiking regularly. And then there was Heather who was there and her and I would get together quite frequently. So, and then we would go off and do little trips to Bisbee we did, or at one point we went to Joshua Tree. And so we would do these adventures together, adventuring, and it was just really, really great. I, I felt really, really part of, and then it was time to leave. And, um, Part of my part of the reason that I stayed so long in Arizona was the community, but I only had six months left before I moved to Portugal and I wanted to see the rest of the United States or parts that I haven't seen. And so I left. But what I do now is I have well, I I have my cell service now and I reach out to people almost daily. Well, no, I do reach out to people daily. So at least texting, if not talking to people on the phone. And then I have Zoom meetings with my best friend at least two nights a week. And so tonight's one of one of our nights. And we watch TV together. Right now we're watching Ozark. 
and we or we used to play video games together but we started this before covid years and years ago i can't even remember how many years ago and we used to get together in person uh twice a week usually and at least once a week and watch uh well we started out watching big bang theory together and then we would play video games and then it just progressed and we just never stopped so we went through borderlands 2 not all the way through we went through borderlands 3 all the way through from beginning to end amazing so fun and then we were watching movies together and then when i got on the road we just stopped and mainly it's because i didn't have wi-fi but now that i do we have started again and we're watching ozarks from the beginning because i hadn't seen it and he had only seen season one so that's a social thing that i do you know several times a week we talk every day anyway and then uh, my friends that i made in tucson we talk frequently the, my friend that's in the van lizzie we talk constantly almost every day and i just feel really connected and uh jake is telling me that it's now it's time for time for his dinner so he's gonna be on camera for a little bit and then um for those of you on youtube uh watching this on youtube so anyway that's uh that's how i dealt with the community aspect i also have a writer's group that uh, on slack that i talk to every single day all, you know all the people in the writer's group and then i have a writer accountability partner and we meet on on zoom once a month we met yesterday for two hours and then i have just I have a writing coach we meet every week. And so I just have, and I have therapy. I have my therapist. And so I was just kind of building this like community on the go that I didn't think about prior and I didn't set up prior and I didn't really understand that 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 I could even do that. And uh, my friend Nora has a blog post that she just released today that I will link to where she is finding like co-working groups for full-time travelers. And I'm really excited. I haven't actually read it, but I'm sure it's amazing because everything she does is amazing. But she talks about how she burnt out from not having community and moved back to Toronto and then realized that it wasn't like the Toronto community that she was missing where she's from, but it was the, just a community of other full-time travelers. And I totally get that. Like when I talked to my best friend, David, you know, we, we connect really well. We've been friends for 20 something years and it's amazing, but he doesn't get this part of it. He doesn't get the van part of it. And my friend Lizzie does. So, you know, it's, it's just, it's having people that get what you're doing is like really important. And I didn't understand that, even though people told me that before I started this journey. So that's a big, big, big part of it. Then there's also apps and groups to meet people. And so uh, one of those, my favorite one is Seeker, S-E-K-R. It's an app and it tells you who's close to you. And you know, within five miles or whatever, and you can um, message people through the app and they message you back and then you can meet up. I've done that. I haven't met up with anybody, but I've talked to a few people, but I'm right now I'm nowhere 
for long enough, like I'm, you know, four days at the most in, in a city and I already have my community. So I don't really feel the need to like meet up with somebody, but if I did, I could. And then there's Facebook groups and it's really cool. There are digital nomad Facebook groups in so many different areas, like, especially in Europe, like if you're going to, you know, I always like to say Bulgaria. So if you're going to Bulgaria, you can look up the digital nomads in Bulgaria on Facebook and join that group and meet up with people. There are van life groups. And there are people who do meet on the road. And again, I haven't done that, but uh, I did join a Tucson group when I was in Tucson and that is, and I did meet Lizzie organically, but then we realized we'd been texting through the group on, uh, on van life uh, Tucson. So that was fun. And then there's even an app for dating for digital nomads. There is a digital nomad dating Facebook group. And then there is an app called Fairy Trail, which I'll link to Fairy Trail. And that is for people who are full-time travelers and full-time digital nomads. If they, if you want to, if you're looking for love and romance, you know, you can try that out. And I did meet somebody, I did try it out. I'm not actually looking for love and romance right now, but I did try that out and I met uh, somebody who I'm still in contact with. And we just, we've had really, 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 really great conversations, really interesting person. And right now he is traveling full-time as well. So that's fun because, you know, like I said, people that are doing what you're doing, will get it. And people that aren't, even if they don't get it, it's not that they can't be there for you or be, you know, important, an important person in your life, but there's something missing. So that's all I've got. I hope I kept that to like 20 to 30 minutes. Um, And I want to thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate every one of you. I'm so glad to be podcasting again and putting this on YouTube for the first time. And uh, if you liked this episode and got something out of it, I would really appreciate it if you could do all the things that you know you're supposed to do, like click like or subscribe or tell a friend about it, share it and leave a review and all that. And then the next episode in a week is going to be about, I want to cover what's happened to me during my first six months of travel. I did cover some of that here, but I want to cover like where I stayed at the beginning and how things changed for me and and how I've grown and where I've gone and what I've seen and, and all the exciting exciting excitements that I've had during my first six months of full-time travel. And then I'm going to cover a bunch of other things in future episodes, like how you can do this, how you can make money on the road, what I do for money on the road. Um, you know, like I said, in the first episode where I go to the bathroom, how I do the dishes, you know, all the, the mundane day-to-day stuff, but there is, there's so much to cover and there's so many other people that are covering all that. And what I've realized, cause I've watched a lot of those videos is it's different for everybody, which is kind of cool. And you will find your way and your way will probably be different too. And that's cool. I really like that. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned something, got something out of it. Oh, and again, in the future episode is the whole Wi-Fi thing. Maybe I should make that my next episode. That would probably that would probably be good. So there's so much to cover and I'm really excited to be here and I'm excited to be doing this. And I love Asheville, North Carolina, like I said, and I'm leaving soon, but 
I will update you guys where I am next from the next spot. And I hope you have a great day, morning, evening, night, afternoon, wherever you are watching this. Bye. Bye.